Hello, I'm Des Dearlove, and today I'm joined by Steve Radcliffe. Steve is one of Europe's most influential leadership coaches. Steve, welcome. Thank you. Tell us a little bit about your background, a little bit about the leadership journey you've been on. My journey started in Wigan. I then went through the culture shock of arriving in Oxford um, and started to do a little bit of lead leading at Oxford, but that really took off when I went to join Procter & Gamble. So I was very well drilled in marketing and business at Procter & Gamble, and there you had to lead and you had to learn very quickly how to lead. I then had a different experience, which was going to work for an ad agency for a few years, where I had to learn a different way of leading, much more through relationships, through influence, through engaging people. A very, very good learning time now that I look back. I then moved on to be a marketing director of an organization. Um, I was shipped to California to run, to be chief executive division uh, out there, and I then came back and reorganized the business across Europe. That was the first half of the journey. All change, second half of the journey, the last 18 years or so, uh, I've had the real pleasure, at times frustration, but I've had the real pleasure of being a leadership coach to uh, many people in the public sector, private sector, chief execs, down to teachers, doctors, warehouse staff, etc. Okay, so what does a leadership coach actually do? What's, what are the sort of issues you deal with with your clients? Well, um, first part, what do I do? I have the uh, lovely time of uh, helping people uh, be at their best more of the time and be more powerful in shaping the future, getting to happen in the future what they want. What does that involve? Uh, it involves, first of all, conversation one-on-one -on -one with a player but then crucially I've learned that the best place to help leaders grow is in live situations with their teams or with their people so that I don't just get their story of how they're doing as a leader, I can see it live and nudge and adjust as we work live. So give us an example of a typical sort of assignment, a typical sort of issue that you would be working with with a leader. If I'm working with a senior leader, we're stepping back and looking at the future of the organization. So the context is never really, how can we just have the individual succeed? It's about how do we have the organization succeed? If it's a big piece of the public sector or if it's a global organization, uh, the first thing is I've got to have the leader thinking big and thinking wide. Too often we can get caught up in the day-to-dayness of life rather than what's the big picture, where is the world going, so how do I have my organization succeed? Everybody I will work with who really makes a difference, I would say they are up to something. They have an ambition, they have a dream, they have a vision, there's something they care about. And then the first piece of my work is to help them get excited about that. That's the future part of this, of this model that you've got, Future Engage Deliver. What are the other two components? Well, you're right. I have um, been around the leadership track many times. I've decided, boy, we're making it too complicated. So all my work uh, for the last few years, I've popped under three simple words, just to try and keep it simple and make it a lot easier for a lot more people to enter the leadership game. The leadership piece always starts with the future. It always starts with, what do I care about and what do I want to make happen? Now that can be a great party for your kid's birthday. It can be, I want my department running well. Or it can be, I want society to be in a particular way. So ideas always start in the future. If you leave those ideas alone with you, you're not going to make a big difference. So the second bit of all the leadership stuff is get out there and engage. 
engage uh, in a way that has people wanting to come with you, wanting to build that future with you. This is different, and I'm very passionate about this bit, this is different to communicate your vision or future or tell people about it. There's too much telling going on, there's not enough engaging going on. Once you've got people engaged, get on and deliver. But make sure you're not doing all the delivering, you're creating a space in, in which others want to, to deliver. Okay, so if you're talking directly to people in the NHS, say, what would be your message for them about leadership? Please, let's have more leadership at all levels. That would be my banner headline. Okay, and what does that look like in the NHS then? Well, it would be um, nurses, doctors, staff in wards through to people at the top of the NHS in Whitehall or, or wherever. Um, yes, have places well managed, but please let's have a spirit of leadership in the place. Let me, let me expand a little bit on this, Des. What I mean by that is I am for people, wherever they are in an organisation, being up to something. Having something they care about connected to their work where they want to make a difference. They're not always looking for permission from the top to make things happen. Actually, they're joining with the messages from the top, working in that space, but making stuff happen. I'd like more of that. I'd secondly also like the leadership in an organization to be open and talked about. Not something secret or hidden away and only talked about once every 12 months at some appraisal. Let's have people in organisations having leadership as something that's talked about and practised every day. So why is this leadership stuff so important? What difference does it make to have leadership? I don't have a lot of time for the question, which I'm pleased you've not asked, which is what, what is leadership? I'm much more interested in what does leadership do? And I've seen this live hundreds of times. I have walked into organizations and I've seen the absence of leadership and I've walked into hundreds where effective leadership is present. It has been at times stark and at times distressing to see the difference in those two situations. I think poorly led organizations are not only wasting the human potential of the people inside the organization, but certainly aren't serving society as well as they can. Of all the ingredients that I'd say you need an organization to have it fly, I'd put leadership at the top. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot now. What does that look like in a hospital? In a hospital, well, I'm going to, I'm going to reach in my bag and I'm going to pull out future engaged deliver. Okay, so for any hospital, I would say, first of all, tell me about the future. Don't tell me about the present. Tell me about the future of this hospital, and I will watch whether, when you're telling me, you're excited and you're enthused. Because I don't want a dry vision which is carefully crafted and stuck on in, in, in the reception hall. And presumably that's different to the targets that are set for a hospital as well. Completely, and I'll come to targets in a, in, 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 a little, in a little while. But first of all, I would want to ensure there are people, particularly at the top of the organization, who are alive with a sense of future of what we're building here, where we're headed. Secondly, I'd like those people then to have it as part of every day's job to engage people to come with them. Not, to, not talk at, not tell, not transmit to, even if it goes out through the video and the company newsletter, get out there and engage people, connect with people so they want to build a future with you. Thirdly, get on and deliver and you may have targets 
which you then want to deliver. But please make sure those targets are part of the future you want, as opposed to targets to keep people off your back, keep people happy, and actually perhaps lead you down sidetracks. Okay, so a lot of organizations are facing hard times, but how can they ensure they've got the leadership talent in place when they need it, when they, when they face these sorts of difficult situations? I wish this topic were higher up in many organizations' priorities. And the reason I say that is that uh, most of us, I think, build our leadership muscles over time. We build them through practice. We build them through taking on challenges and coming out tough at the other side. And unfortunately, I go into too many places where, yes, they might have a decent one or two leaders at the top, but they don't have an approach to developing leaders and developing their leadership muscles over time. And when times get tough, that can be revealed. In fact, I was with a chief exec uh, just the other day of an organization, very happy with his top team, but oh dear me, the cupboard's bare below. And we're going to address that. Steve, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. That was a Thinkers 50 podcast. Thinkers 50 podcasts are produced by KDH Creative.